0: Live from the Aqchin Community Studio on this Thursday morning, it is the Wolf and Luke Show. This Thursday morning of press conferences, I'm Luke Wolf. What's going on?
1: Uh, let's see, nothing but a couple of huge press conferences. Boy, here in the basin,
0: seriously. So we got the uh, the Kevin Durant one coming up at two o'clock today, right around there, as the uh, the Phoenix Suns will officially introduce Kevin Durant. But uh, we got one coming up here now in just a matter of moments, and we're going to take you live there when it begins out at the Cardinals training facility where Jonathan Gannon is being introduced shortly as the Cardinals' new head coach. So for as long as the search itself took, the uh, the last couple days have been a whirlwind, right? Super Bowl, especially for Jonathan Gannon, Super Bowl ends. Monday, you're interviewing with the Cardinals. Tuesday, you're doing a second interview, signing a deal with the Cardinals. Uh, you know, everything's kind of just people reacting on Wednesday, and here he is
1: about to get introduced in about two minutes. Yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting. You have to wonder, what is the first question that's going to be asked to Jonathan Gannon? Um, Maybe his coordinator, that's a good place to start. Coordinators offensively, defensively, even special teams. I wonder if there's a possibility uh, Jeff Rogers, a very, very good special teams guy, if, if he might actually be floating around out there, if in fact they might bring him back, I know the organization have has always really liked him. Um, you know, uh, it's going to be interesting. The staff he's going to put together, where are you going to go to get that? Uh, Brian Johnson, of course, the quarterback coach right now for the Eagles has been mentioned as a guy that might actually be. A, I think an the Arizona Eagles might want to keep some of their guys and, though yeah, too. At some point, <laughs> that's what they're saying. Exactly right. So it, there's a lot of questions to be answered right now. Yeah,
0: you know, I think one of the things, too, and you just hit on a bunch of them, but one of the things that's really going to be something I'm listening for here is we keep hearing this guy has the it factor. You know, the Kevin Durant one later on today, we've all heard Kevin Durant speak. That's yeah. exciting for a different reason because it's still a little surreal and it's, it's, it's going to be great. And we're going to talk about that certainly leading into that uh, this afternoon as well. But we've heard him. We kind of know what Kevin Durant is. Jonathan Gannon, what we have a couple clips on on Twitter or Instagram. You know, we we've seen the uh, the product that uh, he put on the field with that Philadelphia defense last year, but we keep hearing from people that have been around him that he has that it factor. Or he's that, yeah. that just a, that overwhelming leadership quality. And I don't know how much that's going to show through in a press conference, but the way people that know him talk about him I expect some of it to show through in the press conference.
1: Yeah, no, you would expect. You know, you've heard that many times. Well, he won the press conference. It's much more important to win games than it is winning the press conference. But if you've got a coach that actually can do both, that is a bonus. Nobody's going to complain about a coach that presents well. Nobody. So win games first. That's number one always. But being good, I would say, in front of a, a microphone is preferred.
0: Especially when this is your, your first impression to this fan base. I mean, anytime you are a first-year head coach, it's going to be our first impression, right? And even even with Cliff Kingsbury, is, and I was at that one. I remember I was in the uh, the auditorium for that at the Cardinals training facility. It was our first impression of him as the Cardinals head coach but we had seen him coaching before at the college level. Like You felt like you knew a little bit more about Cliff Kingsbury, whether you felt he should be getting the job or not, whether you yeah. felt he was qualified. College isn't the pros, but he was... We had seen him coach, at least. We had heard him interviewed before. We would seen him beat ASU a few times. Thanks, Cliff, by the way. But um, this, this is kind of, Jonathan, again, it's kind of an unknown in terms of personality.
1: And I think there's a lot of us that are looking at him in regard to how he does present. Um, you already touched on this a little bit right now. One of the things you hear over and over and over again, it doesn't matter where you're hearing it from, is this guy's ability to command the room. And being in front of a microphone and being asked questions... At a press conference, that's step one towards that direction. Yeah,
0: and and look, I'll be honest. Maybe this is unreasonable. I want him to fix everything today. (laughs) Like, I want Kyler Murray to be the best quarterback in the league by the time he walks out of that press conference room. Now, look, there's a lot of questions people have. There's only so much that can be answered today, and we're going to get those answers in a matter of seconds, it sounds like. There's only so much that can be answered at a podium. But it is different when you're a coach, and part of your job is how you carry yourself as a public speaker. There's a little more to this than how a player speaks in a press conference at least to me. So, again, it's the first time we're getting introduced to this guy. This is this is your moment, if you're the Cardinals, to, to really kind of build this up, and I'm, I'm sure they're going to do that. But it now all falls on Jonathan Gannon, and that era begins here in just a matter of moments,
1: it sounds like. Yeah, it's interesting because I went ahead and wrote some questions down of what I'd like to actually hear from Jonathan Gannon today, uh, just because he doesn't answer these questions. Well, he's going to so, answer them okay, right go. now. Let's throw it to the podium where Jonathan can speak. give out a
2: few uh, special thanks and also um, sort of put everything in perspective. I think everybody knows who's an NFL fan that every year there's a team or two or three or four sometimes that have to, at the end of a season, begin a search for a general manager and a head coach. But I believe in the history of the NFL, never before... As a team had to do a search for a general manager, a head coach, Angelo's going to leave. He'll be back in a few minutes. Had to do a search for a head coach, a general manager, and host a Super Bowl all just a few weeks later. So I want to thank everybody on our team that was able to fill the gaps while I was away on the search. Uh, we have a great team here of individuals. Many of you are in the room. Some of you are out at the stadium uh, and other places. Uh, and we were able to pull off a tremendous Super Bowl, hire a great general manager and a great head coach. I especially want to thank Lisa Manning. Sean Mayo and Mark Dalton, who were by my side throughout the interview process as we hired Monty Ossenfort as our general manager and Jonathan Gannon as our head coach. So I'd like to now turn it over to Monty to talk a little bit about head coach Jonathan Gannon and talk a little bit about why we selected them.
3: Thank you, Michael. Uh, It's an exciting day for us, everyone here at the Arizona Cardinals. This is a a process that has, uh, we we casted a wide net on this process. It was an inclusive process. Uh, We talked to a lot of great individuals. We talked to over 10 candidates, uh, some of them multiple times, and it was a great learning experience for myself personally and all of us on the uh, executive management team. Um, we learned a lot. We learned a lot about our organization. We learned a lot about other organizations, and that was our goal. Our goal was to find out to to find out the vision and find a a match pairing for for what we envisioned and for uh, what a potential head coach would envision and it was It was an experience for me where last year I, I had an opportunity for to interview for a couple of GM jobs. And when I went into those jobs and they would ask me who I wanted to talk to for potential head coach openings, and I would have my list of names. and But I, I, I sat across the desk and I, and I would think, man, I – Here's a person I'm presenting that I, I think would be a good head coach, but there was a lot of times where I, it was just a name, and I had not talked to people, and I had not had conversations with those people. And so it was important for me last last summer as part of a, um, a professional development uh, but process that I went through that I, I wanted to reach out and start talking to head co- potential head coaches, and it you know I've been been in the league for a little around a little north of twenty years, and you form relationships and, and people suggest hey you know I think you should talk to this guy or people recommend uh, you hear great things and 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 I I was able to do that and I had a lot of great conversations I talked to a lot of potential head coaches and one of them was Jonathan that was the first time I had talked to him and I also talked to multiple other coaches that that some that we had a chance to interview and some that we didn't but it was a great learning experience for me and it was one that that really helped me uh as i embarked on this process here over the last five five weeks ultimately our process led us to jonathan jonathan's energy when he entered entered our room it was nonstop from the beginning all the more impressive, uh, coming off off the Super Bowl just hours before he stepped into our room. Um, Jonathan's vision for our organization matched up well with the vision that we envision that we envision for our for the Cardinals organization. Um, his reputation as a leader, uh, his ability to connect to players to staff, to the rest of his coaches, Um, his ability to work with the personnel department and provide a vision for the type of players that we're going to go out and seek. Um, It was apparent that Jonathan shared a lot of the same values that I value and that Michael values. So I am extremely excited today to be in front of you, and I have the honor of introducing Jonathan Gannon as the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals.
4: Red Sea. Uh, Obviously, just want to start by thanking Michael and Monty for a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Uh, There's one of 32 of these, and uh, they don't come by very often. Uh, Going through the interview process, it was very clear and easy to see that my vision for how to run a team aligned uh, explicitly with Michael and Monty, so i um, very excited to get to work, and I thank you both for having me in and uh, giving me the opportunity. I'd like to thank my family, Gina, Rocco, Lola, and our little guy just went out of here, Angelo. But, um, you know, without my wife, I would not be able to do what I do to be successful and dive all in and the commitment that that takes. And uh, she holds the fort down, so I love you and I appreciate you. I'd like to thank my parents, Jim and Janice Gannon, Uh, My father is no longer living, but taught from a very young age, it's not about you, it's about the team. And that if you're going to do something, you got to go all in and give 100%. So uh, a lot of values that I hold with me very dearly were passed down from my parents. Um, Obviously, the Philadelphia Eagles organization, it's first class, just like this one is. Mr. Lurie, Howie Roseman, Nick Sirianni. Uh, really learned a lot my two years with Philadelphia and the vision that they had for that team bringing me in and teaching me those things I'll forever be grateful and this was the Philadelphia Eagles I say I learned a lot of I learned a lot from a lot of different coaches that I was with and um, you know I try to pick everyone's brain but the Philadelphia Eagles just springboard me to, and to get in this seat and I will forever be grateful and I love those people there. Um, and with that, all the coaches that I've worked under that have helped me along the way. I've had some really good mentors, too many to list right now, uh, some in the NFL, some in college, some in high school. My uh, head football coach is St. Ignatius uh, just retired, Coach Kyle, but uh, he wrote a book called The Object of the Game, and I think it's a manual that you can take anywhere and uh, get a team running the right way. So uh, look forward to working with the players. That was very appealing to me. Some of the guys that we have on board right now, not too many times do you take over a a team and you have a franchise quarterback. So that was very appealing. And I'll head some of this stuff off right now as we talk before we get to questions and things like that. But just know this, we're going to be very adaptable. This is I'm talking the Arizona Cardinals. This is what our team's going to be. We're going to be adaptable. We're going to be violent. We're going to be explosive, and we're going to be smart. And all three phases go into that. And we will maximize the talents of the players that we have, and that's how we're going to win games. And don't get it twisted. We're going to win games. So with that, I'll open it up to questions.
5: Okay. We have a microphone on this side and a microphone on that
2: side, so we go in the middle here. So if you have a question, raise your hand. They'll get your microphone. Just please identify yourself. I'll start with Bob.
1: Bob well, McMahon, I'm an Arizona Republic. Talk about what do you mean by adaptable? I get the other th- three things, but what, what is what is adaptable in your system?
4: Yeah, good question, Bob. It's everything to me. The game continually changes and adapts. And the game it's, in 2023 is not going to look like it was this year. And that's because coaches are smart. So um, I famously set a line back in when I first took over as a defensive coordinator of Philly that I don't have a scheme. And people were very uncomfortable with that. And I was not because I don't believe in a scheme. I believe in putting the players that we have in positions to be successful successful so we're going to look different week to week predicated on who we have playing and who we are playing and um, I think that you have to be ever evolving and adaptable and have a growth mindset to stay ahead of the curve or you will get beat so uh, that's what I mean by adaptable good question
2: Hey, how's it going? Tyler Drake with Arizona Sports. Congratulations on the uh, new job. I just wanted to get your take
0: on why do you feel like you're the right fit to turn this thing around? And for Michael and Monty, what really led you to be, hey, this is our guy?
2: Well, I'll I'll take it real quick. I I think he came in with a vision and plan that the the vision aligned with where we want to be about getting back to the top of the NFC West and competing in January and competing to get to the Super Bowl and win it. So that's number one with the vision. His plan he outlined, some of which he'll get in today, some of which we're not going to get into. uh, But I'm excited about it. It's the view that he had of our elite quarterback and getting him back to being the playmaker that he is, and making sure we build around him and put our players in positions. Uh, especially Kyler as our quarterback, uh, to really get after it. And I was excited about what his plan is and, and how he outlined it. And really,
3: uh, uh, to echo what Michael said, it's a, a vision that, that we all share for the entire football organization. The alignment, the, uh, the shared idea of what it takes and to put our players in the best possible position to win. And that includes a wide variety of, of different departments in, in the football operations department.
4: I would say I'm the guy for the job. That's what I would say. Um, you know, just talking with Michael and Monty, Very excited to get started, but just what they just said—our our our vision of how we want to run the football uh, team—I would say that any job I've ever taken, there's a little light. Any job I've ever taken, there's always a big time challenge ahead of you, and I've succeeded in all those, starting from the ground floor of the business all the way up until this seat. So, what I don't know about the job, I'll figure out fast, and I'll lean on the people that I can that I can trust and lean on, and uh, we're gonna get it rolling.
5: Coach over here, um, Richard Sines, Fox 10. Welcome to the Valley. You. Um, you, you kind of talked about starting from the ground floor of your career. You, you have a scouting background as well as Monty did. Do you, did. Did that help in your connection during the interview process, and did it help when you were evaluating the, the talent on this particular roster? For example, Kyler Murray.
4: Absolutely. John Mancini sitting back there taught me how to scout back in the day with the St. Louis Rams. Um yeah, I think that, you know, I did I was on the personnel side for 3 years. And uh, it gave me a different view of the game. Now, ultimately, I love working with the players and the schematics of the game. That's why I wanted to get back into coaching. But it gave me a bird's eye view of how that operation runs. Why, why the personnel side and the scouts that are, you know, going on school calls are so vital to a team's success. Uh, because I did that. And um, yeah, as you, I, I feel like I learned how to evaluate players as I was going through that process. So I was a college scout for two years. And a pro scout for one. And um, you know, know the league better than anyone else. That was what I got. That was my job recognition or my job description of when I was a pro scout. So uh, when you do that, you have a very specific vision of what you want in a player as it relates to the scheme, and then you you have a very specific vision of the makeup of the players that you want, which that's you know, I know Monty and, and Michael have heard me say this multiple times. Everything, everybody that we bring in here or that is here or that will be a cardinal will have elite football character because you will not hit your ceiling if you don't have that and what i mean by that is is you have to be team first and that's how we're going to build this team
1: hey, hey jonathan i'm josh Winfuss with espn how um you, josh what have the last four or five days been like for you just between the Super Bowl interviews
5: going back and forth, and my second question is: Will you call the defense,
4: Josh? I'll answer the, the second one first. Um, not sure on that yet. Uh, it's that's going to depending that's going to depend a little bit of the makeup of the staff. Um, you know, I got a really good blueprint in Philly of how that went with the head coach and how he adapted to make our team better. Um, so I'll I'll figure that out as we come. Uh, the last four or five days have been very normal for me you know you got to adapt as things come at your at your door. And uh, they've been exciting. Um, Obviously, I have a lot of energy and and emotion that went into the game and then losing that game and then uh, staying the night here, not knowing I was going to stay the night and interview for a head coaching job. But uh, you take everything in stride and you do the best that you can. And uh, I'll say that it was a fun 48 hours. I'll say that uh, because I enjoyed myself.
6: Jonathan Cameron Cox, 12 News. Welcome to the Valley, Coach. Can you take us through the meeting with Michael and Monty? I mean, it had
4: to be tough to flip the page from the Super Bowl, but they both mentioned your energy. What did you say in that meeting to get this job? Yeah, Cameron, you can ask them what I said to get the job, but I would say this. Um, I, you'll hear me say a lot of times, and I tell our players this all the time, and I, and I do believe you have to. You can't just tell players one thing and not live it yourself. I believe in being where your feet are, and I don't live in the past. I don't live in the future. I live in the present. So uh, compartmentalizing on Monday morning to get up and talk to Michael and Monty, uh, that's what I did. And uh, I obviously had prepped for that uh, opportunity for a long time. And uh, basically, I did not have a book. I didn't have a piece of paper. I had one note card. I showed Michael my call sheet from the Super Bowl and said, this is how I do things. I write it by hand. And uh, ultimately, we talked about what was in my brain and what was in my heart and um, led me to this seat right now. Jonathan, uh, Darren
3: Irvin from azcardinals.com. A lot of people are wondering what you're going to do at offensive coordinator and who the day-to-day guys are they're going to be coaching Kyler I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on that and Kind of what your philosophy is for that?
4: Yeah, that's step one. We're we're starting to look at some different candidates and uh, looking at interviewing some people here in the next forty eight hours. And uh, but I have a very specific vision of how I want to play on offense, and the person that comes in here to run the offense is going to understand that everything that we do will be structured around the quarterback position to maximize his skill set. And we have an elite one. We also have some elite players at different positions already on the roster that I'm very excited to work with, and uh, that's what we're going to do. So, But uh, just as an overall general philosophy of being adaptable, uh, we're going to maximize Kyler's skill set. We're going to be adaptable. We're going to generate explosives. We're going to protect the football and be situationally smart. And we know that when you hear me talk about explosives and takeaways, we know those are winning stats. And that's all three phases, offense, defense, special teams. That's what we will preach and that's what we're going to practice and that's what the players will be educated on and that's how we're going to play and um, so if you do those things you'll be in the playoffs
6: Jonathan uh, Nick King from 3TV CBS 5 welcome you mentioned you've been preparing for this type of for a head coach interview when, when did you start thinking that you wanted to be a head coach and when did you believe that you were ready
4: yeah, Nick. So I dislocated and broke my hip when I was 19 years old in college and tried to play the following year, couldn't play, and started coaching right away, and that's when I realized I wanted to be a head coach. So probably 21 years old. Um, and preparing to be a head coach is not hard if you have a growth mindset and you listen to people. And what I mean by that is is I was around a lot of really good guys as I went through the business of, you know, whatever, 15, 16, 17 years. And each person was a little bit different with how they did things. Uh, but the blueprint was laid out for me, and I really would want to say I've had a lot of great mentors and. A lot of great coaches that I've been around. Nick Sirianni for the last two years really prepped me to be a head coach. I truly believe that. I told him before I walked out of the building, and um, you know we're obviously friends because we worked together in Indy. But he was my boss in Philly for two years, and he was extremely hard on me, extremely detailed, detail, detail oriented. Uh, but he always had my back, and he let me in on a lot of things of how he was running the team and the why behind it. But he gave me a very uh, easy blueprint which I will put my spin on but he gave me the blueprint to how to be a head coach and that's when for these last two years especially this last year I was fully confident that I could that I could do this job so uh, I appreciate him for that.
3: Hey Jonathan David Brandt from the Associated Press because of your background in in scouting and everything and and just the way you're talking what do you think about this roster is is this a rebuild or do you think this is a playoff team immediately? Just where do you think this team is at, just kind of structure-wise?
4: Yeah, good question. I'm, I'm never going to put a ceiling or a floor on any, any roster, any player that were, that were that is under my watch. So uh, I know that there is work to be done, but I like the core pieces here. And uh, we're going to, through Romani and I and Michael, we're going to turn over every stone that we can to help improve the roster. And uh, a funny little story, we were in the interview on Monday and Monty asked me a question and I asked him the question right back, well what do you think about that Monty? He says, well I want to hear what you say first. And, and I told them. And uh, he disagreed a little bit. And I said, well, I understand your point, but here's my point. And uh, I think that we're going to have a really good relationship as far as we're both. Here's where we did not disagree on is we're going to do everything that we can to put the best people out there to win games. And there's different ways to do that. And we will explore all those options, but that's what we're going to do. So um, to summarize that is I'm excited about the people that we have here, and I'm excited about how, who we need to add. Tyler Dragon, USA Today, congratulations. Um, Have you had time to review the tape from the Super Bowl, and how has that
6: experience prepared you to be a head coach?
4: Yeah, Sunday night I did in my hotel room, which was hard because you feel for the players when you get to that game, um, you know, I don't feel sorry for myself. I feel, I feel bad about the players and not getting Mr. Lurie another ring and Howie another ring and Nick his first ring. So everything that I do, that's, that's what be where your feet are. I'm always trying to learn from experiences that happen right in real time. And uh, that's what I did. So um, – I feel bad about not being able to get that done, but it was an excellent learning experience for me, and I know that I learned a lot from that game and um, things that I would need to do different moving forward to win that game. Good question. Welcome to town. Greg Moore, Arizona Republic.
3: Good to see you, man. Monty, good to see you. Michael, good to see you. I've noticed there's a lot of players
5: here, and I'm curious – what you what does that mean to you to see the support from these guys and you know I really wanted to
3: know what was maybe one of the hardest things that you ever had to overcome and that you could
5: talk about how you overcame that and then relay that to other people who maybe haven't gotten the right opportunity or haven't had the chance that they've deserved to keep them pushing to make sure that they don't give up because that's all about football right
4: Good question, Greg. Loaded question. So let me see if I can hit all of that. Um, yeah, really good question. Uh, it means a lot to me that the players are here, and I've connected with a lot of these guys already. But you know, you're going to hear me say a lot. The players, you know, just because of the seat I'm in, they have to understand and know that you care about them as people first before players. And you'll hear me say servant leadership a lot. Uh, Michael and I. Connected on servant leadership because we're both Jesuit educated, but I truly believe that. And that's what we're here to do. Everybody, I, I, I had a welcome. We had a welcome party this morning. And everybody in this building, no matter what job they do for the Cardinals, whether you're the offensive coordinator, the ticket sales manager, the marketing director, you have a specific role to serve the players that we have for us. And everyone has to be on board with that because the players' job is to maximize themselves. And it's our job to get them to maximize themselves and hit their ceiling. So um, the, the second part of that question, I would say, you know, it was I, I go back to it because it was a long time ago, 20 years ago now or 21 years ago. But uh, my playing career was kind of taken away from me with an injury. And it was, uh, and I was only 19. I was only in college, so it's a lot of bit. It's a lot different than pro guys, you know. But um, it was something that I had to come to terms with and realize the goals that I set out for myself were not going to happen, and I had to switch paths. So and find something that I was passionate about that I could do and try to hit some new goals. And uh, so I would say that you know you got to have faith that everything happens for a reason, and I, d- I do believe that. And the seat that I'm in today that there's the people that have helped me to be in the seat that i'm in right now but ultimately you got to make your own mind up and have sustained positive attitude that i'm going to get whatever i need to do in my heart and in my mind uh to get done and ultimately if it is to be it's up to me and that's the attitude that i like for our players to have as well
6: Michael, there was a lot said about
4: this job search throughout this entire time. just think it's fair to give you a chance to defend your team.
6: What did you hear from candidates about the job and feedback that you got about this organization? Then, Jonathan, what was your perception? And then when you got here, did it match that or was it
4: something different?
2: Well there was a lot of noise out there. there there tends to be a lot of it was inaccurate. I think a lot of people came in and uh, uh, liked our facility in fact, Jonathan and the Eagles got a chance to to be here last week and use the facilities um, we you know we talked a lot about areas of improvement that <clears throat> were just not uh, football but also football operations if you will about areas where we could we could be uh, improving things we're very open about that um, and then you know the the whole idea of you know I I really focused on leadership and accountability and I think that's what we've got with Jonathan Cannon JG and you're going to see it he's pretty subdued right now I'm I'm s- totally surprised that uh, but I think you're going to see that um, uh, come out uh, but in any case uh, he, he's going to bring a lot of leadership and accountability to this he's got a great plan you've already heard some of the phrases he's he's talked about team first um, you know if it's going to be it's up to you to make it. Uh, so if it's going to be, it's up to me. Right. Uh, and so, um, and he's got a few other ones. That he's he's saving for I think the end of the press conference. But um, uh, let it
4: rip, that's one. Buckle up, that's another one.
2: <laughs> so uh, he's he, uh, rip is a verb that he used about twelve different ways. I think during the interview, and we started to understand these JG isms uh, by the end of the interview process. But uh, he is uh, so. Uh, a, I think for me, um, the people coming. You know, I'm I'm from the Show Me State, and when people came here and saw, they realized what misperceptions were out there and what the the real thing is, and that's what people saw. Uh, you know, people are excited about this job. We had a lot more interest in, than the ten candidates that we interviewed. I can tell you that, and that was hard because there's some really great folks out there. But you can't interview everybody. So, leaning on Monty, we looked at it, sort of narrowing uh, the pipeline, and um, and we had some great finalists. And um, but I think the the right decision was Jonathan Gannon, and I'm excited.
4: Give me, go ahead. Yeah. uh... Very easy for me. One, I don't I don't care about people's opinions. I really don't, besides the people that are, I'm working with and the players. Uh, so I don't hear any outside noise. I don't pay attention to it because uh, if, if you do that, then you're not really being where your feet are. You're letting other people's opinions drive your own feelings and emotions, so I don't do that. Um, so when I came in here and interviewed, I had a very open mind, and I – I used the interview to uh, explain my vision and really wanted to see if my vision for running a team matched up with Michael's and Manny's, and it did. And it it became very clear and evident before we even uh, before I was supposed to fly back, where I said I want to stay for dinner, and we ended I ended up staying for dinner. That uh, I wanted this job, and um, and I'm glad we got to make it happen. So uh, that's probably my answer to the part of your question.
0: Hey, Jonathan, welcome to Valley. Bo Brock,
4: PHNX Sports. You're clearly a big believer in Kyler. Did you have any questions before you took this job?
0: Who did you ask, and what did you find out?
4: Yeah, I did. I obviously did research on this job. The timing of it was uh, a little uh, different, I would say, because I didn't know that I was going to interview for this job until uh, after we got done playing. But um, I talked to the you know the NFL is a small world, and you can talk to a couple people that you trust. Everyone has those people in their corner, and uh, you hear their opinions about things and and maybe negatives or positives about that. But uh, everything that I heard, the research that I did coming here about the players or the people that I was going to be working for was all positive and uh, ultimately though when I got in the room on Monday and then Tuesday I'm going to trust my gut and uh, my gut said get this job and take this job and that's what I did
3: Jonathan um, you mentioned earlier about the you know, kind of living in the moment for these last few days. I'm, I'm curious, what, you were mentioning the fact, or somebody mentioned the fact that you got a chance to spend a week here last week, yeah. and now it's where you're going to work. And then even going further back, you were kind of famously quoted by a TV station in Philadelphia telling them after the NFC Championship game you weren't going to be going anywhere, and now all of a sudden you find yourself here. I'm just wondering... You're, you're just your mindset over these last couple of weeks with everything that's happened.
4: Yeah, good question. about When I made that comment, I wasn't going anywhere because um, Houston went another direction. That's who I interviewed for, and uh, I knew that they were going another direction, and that was the only interview that I had for this, this cycle. So, um, you know, I was obviously fully engaged in the playoff run that we had, then to the Super Bowl, and then, like I said, how he approached me on uh, – on sunday night after the game and said hey you're gonna stay here not flying back with us you're gonna interview for this for this job and uh that's when i clicked that mindset in and uh said okay well let me probably you know stop uh gotta pick up my bootstraps a little bit because i was down obviously about the game and um you know take a shower work out and come in and and You know, shoot your gun. So
2: that's what I did. Just, I want to jump in here because I think it speaks to his adaptability. um, But uh, also, throughout the process, because of where we were in the hiring process, on the date that we hired Monty, the window had sort of closed. And what we didn't want to do is be a distraction to some of the coaches who, as they were eliminated, we put in um, uh, uh, permission uh, request forms. And so, so, we, we did that with other candidates, and we did that with Jonathan. So we didn't want to be a distraction to any one of the coaches, including Jonathan, in the biggest game that there is.
0: Jonathan, Jody Ayler with Fox Sports 910 here in Phoenix. I'm curious your thoughts on player accountability and how important it is to building a winner and what you have found to be the most successful
1: ways to get that player accountability in the locker room.
4: Yeah, uh, probably you guys don't have the time for me to answer that question everything that uh, <laughs> that I'm gonna that we're gonna do here but uh, player accountability is, is simply this you've got to define what winning behavior is and hold people to that standard it's as easy as that it's your daily actions with what you're doing on a daily basis to improve yourself as a player and as a team and accountability is just not a negative it's a positive too so when people do the right thing that shows that's winning behavior and and you're gonna see that that our guys, we're going to love them up as, as hard as we're going to be on our guys. We're going to love them up even more. And that, that's that's how you win games. But I think that ultimately we're going to show them the way that we want things done. And the players sitting here right now are going to take it over because the ultimate accountability comes from not wanting to let your teammate down with how you're doing, going about your business. So, um that's uh, there's there's a lot of different ways to get that done, and I look forward to doing that with our guys, and uh, that'll be one of the major things that that we hold our hat on.
6: Uh, Monty Nick King from Three TV CBS Five, you mentioned talking to Jonathan last summer. When you got this job, how much was he in the front of your mind, and what stood out about the conversation last summer with him?
3: Yeah, so really, last last summer was all about just having a conversation uh reaching out and, and talking football and talking different ideas about you know if uh if if you were a head coach or i was a general manager and and how do those things work and how what, what's your vision for how a program for, would run and what's mine and and that's really what i did with with multiple people not just jonathan um and so then when I got this job, um, Jonathan was one of the people that I, when I first sat down with Michael and Mark and Lisa and Sean, uh, Jonathan's name was was one of many that I wanted to I wanted to talk to, and uh, the rest of the committee had names that uh, that they wanted to talk to, and so we sat down and we all put those names together, and we came up with a, the group of of ten people that we eventually talked to, um, and so. You know the certain the rules that that the NFL has. I understand why they're there, but they they prevent or they present challenges too, and timing, and um, so you know. Yeah, I'm glad I'm I'm glad it worked out the way it is. We got the guy that is the right person for the Arizona Cardinals, um, and just you know we had to had to jump through some hoops of the timing to um, to talk to not just Jonathan but other candidates as well.
5: Coach um, Richard Tynes here. Um, I'm not an NFL scout, even though I've always wanted to be, but the early scouting report on you is high energy. That's what I hear is high energy. Could you just take us through the roller coaster of emotions you've kind of touched on where, you know, one moment you don't get the Houston job, then the next thing you know, you're in the game of your life, locked in for that, don't win that game, the next thing you know, you're, you're interviewing for the dream job that you eventually get. How do you? keep that energy going through the ebbs and flows of what you just went through and could that be a lesson in life and even in this game where next play mentality you know not every play is going to game or game's going to go your way and so on
4: yeah, it is. Uh, in Philly, we use the term dog mentality, and that basically is what I mean by be where your feet are. It's next play. It doesn't matter if you had a good play uh, in the first quarter, if you had a bad play in the first quarter, that uh, you got to move on and all you need to be locked in is is on the next play. And it's the same for coaches. And as, as much energy and passion as I have for what I do, um, there is a, a point where, and I tell our players this all the time, is, you have to be emotionally stable because, as high as the highs, if you ride the highs, you're going to ride the lows, and you really want to be somewhere in there. Um, but we are going to be energetic here. We're going to be passionate about what they do, what we do, and uh, you know, I don't. I've never worked a day in my life since I started in football because it, it's fun to me. It's what I enjoy. It's what I love. I don't think of it as a job. So. Uh, you know have an energy and passion to come in and and interview and talk about you know doing this or when it gets to week three in training camp when everyone's maybe a little bit tired and a little bit hot i you know i don't really pay attention to those external factors i'm i'm committed on doing my job the best that i can with a lot of energy and enthusiasm about it so um Just really looking forward to getting with the players, man, because that's what this job's all about. And that's that's the the secret sauce of these things are the players.
3: Uh, And over here again, Uh, your opinions and thoughts about Kyler, the quarterback and the talent that's there. And then also what's on the option or on the table for how you navigate the offseason and the start of the season if he's not ready by week one, two or three?
4: Yeah, so obviously played against Kyler this year, and uh, it was a unique game plan to put together because of his skill set. And, um, you know, I, I use the term uh, he's a problem to defend uh, because what he can do. He's a legit problem for defenses, and um, you know he has a very unique skill set, and uh, that's what I'm looking forward to working with him and showing him. Hey, this is how defenses are going to try to stop you. Here's what you need to be ready for, and these are the things that we're going to do with him. That's going to help him move all the way up and down the field and score a bunch of points and be explosive and protect the football. So, uh, with the off season, we'll put together a plan. I like some people that are here already, but just like. like. Like I said with Monty, when we disagreed about something in the interview, we did not disagree on is we're going to do everything that we can to put the best product on the field and how the, all the ways that you can do that, all the different times in the year that you can do that with free agency, with draft, with signing free agents, with during training camp, uh, with practice squad week one to week three looks a little bit different. We're going to turn over all those stones because that's that's the main goal is is put the best thing that
5: we can out on the field excuse me hey welcome coach uh jose romero arizona republic congratulations to you and your family um at what point in your career would you say that the the nfl was something that you could reach uh, you could become a a head coach was there a mentality there and as you went through your career that said you know i could get to this level
4: yeah, when I was 24, my first job in the NFL was a defensive quality control coach for the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, Bobby Petrino was the head coach, gave me the opportunity. Mike Zimmer was the defensive coordinator at the time. Emmett Thomas was the DB coach at the time. And... Um, you know, I, I always think like you, you never want to limit yourself with what you want to do as a as it doesn't matter what you're doing in your life. Like if you put in your own mind a limit on what you want to do, well, you're probably not going to you are probably going to get limited. And um, I said right from the start. Um, you know there's a lot of short term things that you have to do to get to long term goals but you know well, I want to be a head coach in the NFL well let's, let's worry about uh, learning DB play first and uh, that's what I did so that was always a goal of mine but it was in the back of my mind because I do believe is you got to be where your feet are and to to get to be a head coach is I better, I better learn how to do this job first and that's what I did with every job as I moved up through the ranks so uh, you know like I said I've been I've been very fortunate and blessed to be around great people that really um, were thoughtful to give their knowledge to me. And I, you know, if you have a growth mindset and you're curious about learning and you're around the right people, you can you can get better real fast. Jonathan, you're a former safety yourself. Really talented group here in the Valley. Buddha Baker, Jalen Thompson, Isaiah Simmons. What are your thoughts on the group, and how do you envision utilizing someone with a skill set like Isaiah? All different ways. I talked to all those guys. Um, in the last 24 hours, and and just like some other people that we have on this roster, Zach, Kyler, James, uh, we're going to use guys' skill sets to present matchup problems. That's adaptability. Um, when I talk about adaptability, I'm talking about our people in mind first and then who we're playing. And it's a little bit of a chess match with schematics of how you need to do that, all while keeping it simple for your guys so we can go out and play fast and be violent. But... Um, you know, we're we're going to maximize those guys and use them in ways that give us a, the best chance to win.
2: Craig, we're going to take this to the last
4: one
3: here. Jonathan, Craig Fuy ABC15 here locally. You were a multi-sport athlete in high school, had a lot of success in different sports like a lot of these guys. Why football for you?
4: Nothing compares to a football game in the world. Uh, maybe seeing your babies born. But that's about it. Um, So, (laughs) I, I, I mean, there's nothing like running out of the tunnel. There's really not. You guys know that. I mean, there's not too many things you can do in this world that gets your uh, emotions and adrenaline pumping like a football game does. And then when you work back from that, the process that needs to take place, the daily routine that needs to take place to give yourself a chance to have success to win a game is just awesome. And you got to really fall in love with the process. And you'll hear me talk about, and these players are going to hear me talk about, you know, when you start to be results-oriented, you're, you're not going to win. You have to be process-driven, and it's what you do on a daily basis that gets the results that you want. And um, so that's what I would say. I, I first fell in love with basketball. My coaches made me run track to become a better football player. I don't know if I enjoyed track, um, but uh, I did love playing hoops. But nothing compares to a football game and Hopefully you guys have seen that, uh, the genuineness of I do believe it's about the team first. It's the ultimate team game. And uh, that's why I
0: love being a football coach. All
4: right, gentlemen, thank you again. Thank you.
0: All right, there you go. Uh, We'll come back and react in just a moment, Wolf. He said a lot there, and uh, yeah, we'll give you our reactions next. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. The Jonathan Gannon era for the Arizona Cardinals has officially begun. Our thoughts next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, welcome back to the show, live from the auction community studios. Wolf, days like this are strange because obviously we want to hear that press conference and it gives us a ton of stuff to react to. But we also had to wait until 45 minutes into the show to react to it. So I'm guessing you have a lot you want to say. We're going to talk to Jonathan Gannon here, too, uh, shortly. Um, Let me see if I can guess the first thing you want to react to. Okay, Okay. All right. right. His his four principles of football. (laughs) Be adaptive, be violent, be
1: explosive and be smart. Yes. What's your point? That right there was... I thought he was talking to you. I loved it right there. The shared vision for his staff, of course, on how to play the game of football, the emphasis, according to Jonathan Gannon, was adaptable, violent, explosive, and smart. You know, this is... um, This is something that I'm sure they're going to look for in people that are going to play the game for the Arizona Cardinals going forward. People that, within the paradigm of the game of football, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we're talking about, the paradigm. Never forget that. In the game of football, my young crunk brothers being violent on the football field, there's nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, it's encouraged to actually be that on the football field. It is a strong term to use. For a football player, there's no denying it. When you say that, violent, we're going to be violent out there, you're looking for physical brothers that are going to walk in between those white lines and they're going to play that way within the rules of the game, of course. I love that. Uh, you know, look, it's it's the
0: opening press conference. I don't want to change what we said beforehand. It's a press conference. How much can you win in the off season? That's not Jonathan Gannon's goal. I'm sure it wasn't to win this press conference. It's to win football games. And how did he say it? Make no mistake, don't get it twisted. We're going to win football games. Is how he said it. Uh There's a lot of different directions to go with this, Wolf. But I, the the one thing that I I couldn't stop thinking about for the entire press conference was he's doing this with Kyler Murray sitting there in attendance in the press conference, in the room. It's not like, hey, Kyler might be watching this later on on the website. No, no, Kyler's sitting right there. It's not just Kyler. There's pictures of him with James Conner, and there's a few other players there. But he knew he was going to be asked questions specifically about Kyler Murray with Kyler Murray sitting there watching. That's unique, and i got to be honest, I like that angle on this.
1: Why do you like that angle? Just because... um He was more reserved, do you think, or what? He was... No, I... I
0: I mean, I don't know the guy. This is our first real impression of him. Why
1: do you like the fact that Kyler was sitting there? Because
0: I like the fact that, I just like the idea that Kyler's sitting there finding out a lot of this for the first time as well. And Jonathan Gannon, based on very early impressions, seems like a pretty self-confident guy. Yeah. I mean, how many times did did it get brought up that he disagreed with Monty Austinfort in his interview? (laughs) Where he was being interviewed by Monty Austinfort? And obviously it still worked out because he got the job. I just, I, I like the idea right out of the gate of, I'm just gonna tell you what I feel. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat yeah. it. And and the the guy that we're building around is sitting right here watching me say it.
1: Yeah, one of the things I absolutely loved was when he was talking about an offensive coordinator. Um he said he did have a specific vision, meaning himself, of course, J G. Jonathan Gannon said he did have a specific vision as to how he wanted to play on the offensive side. Of the team, of course, the offensive side of the field, how he wanted to play. And that is interesting because he's obviously got a coordinator involved. Now he wanted to, at least I should say, he's got a coordinator in, in mind. Um, which I guess could be involved as well right now because I'm sure he's actually talked to that guy. Well, and he said Remember the next 48 hours is. are going to tell us a lot, it's too. Gonna, absolutely. I'm sure it's going to unfold here quickly. And to me, I cannot wait to hear more about what that specific vision is. He said he was going to build it around the skill set of Kyla Murray. Of course, that's exactly what you're going to do. But um, that really grabbed my attention. Um, he doesn't know if he's going to call the defense, I love that as well. Um, I would like the separation again. I am the head coach here. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be the head coach. I'm going to manage the games. I'm going to tell other people what to do. I love that. So All
0: right, we can we uh, we'll keep talking about Jonathan Gannon later. But I figure the best way to, to get some thoughts uh, on him is just to talk to him. Well, he's okay, on the Arizona good. Sports yes. Line right now. The the new head coach of your Arizona Cardinals, Jonathan Gannon, joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. Jonathan, thank you for the time. Um, I guess let's just start with uh, what your emotions are after a whirlwind week. That you did say in your press conference is kind of you know a normal life for you in the NFL. But just where are you right now, having been introduced?
6: <laughs> yeah, you got to be able to do adapt quickly in the NFL if you got a chance. If you're going to have a chance, but uh, no, I feel great. You know, I'm energized. I'm excited about the opportunity. And I uh, lo- really look forward to getting to work here. So this has all been cool, but uh, I need to get to the desk and start working.
1: So, Jonathan, uh, first of all, welcome to the Basin. It is a Basin. It's not a Valley, just so you know. Anyways, oh, here we go. <laughs> But, Jonathan, <laughs> Kyler's skill set and and how this offense needs to evolve. Could you go into a little bit more detail on that?
6: Yeah, so you know, anytime you, there's a couple dual threat guys out there that you see, like with Kyle's skills, with Kyler's skill set, you can put major, major conflict on a defense. Mm. And when you can do that, you can play on your terms. So the the his ability to throw and to pass the football and run the football, um, you we have to put an offense together that's going to allow you know, him to really hit his ceiling and maximize his skill set for the betterment of the team. And when you're doing that, it makes it hard on defenses. So, uh, I really look forward to that. I got a really good vision, a clear vision of how I want to do that. Um, you know, I just came from a place that, you know, that quarterback has a similar skill set and I understand going against that for two years, what that does to a defense. So, uh, We're not going to look exactly like Philly, but there's going to be some Philly elements with what we're doing with with Kyler.
0: Talking to Cardinals head coach Jonathan Gannon, just to kind of follow up on that, you guys obviously faced Kyler in week five. How much of that formed your impression of of who you think he is now?
6: Yeah, you know, what's funny is is I was talking with people. um, You know, I think they missed a field goal for us to win it at the end, but he was one of the hardest, if not the hardest, offenses to prepare for really person people to prepare for was kyler and just what i just said is because of his skill set so he doesn't allow you to do certain things that you want to do on defense because the different ways that he can beat you so um obviously when he's on your team that's gonna that's gonna make it easier on you so uh yeah just really looking forward to getting to know him as a person and then getting down to it and and uh coaching up some ball and talking some football with them and uh, helping them out
1: coach within the paradigm of football of course um you use the word violent to describe your shared vision of the game which made me want to hug you i'm just going to be honest on that but what, what what does that describe jonathan yeah so uh you probably
6: can't say all that uh in a presser like that in that setting but um Our guys, our guys. We have a very specific way that regrade violence on offense, defense, and special teams, and there are certain principles that our guys are gonna and standards that our guys are gonna have to play to if they want to be Arizona Cardinals. Because you know this is a violent, physical game, and I believe in being the more physical team is another way that helps you win football games so uh, we have a standardized process of how we do that that will be explained to everybody that puts on a jersey and they'll have to uphold that standard or they won't be here love
0: it talking to cardinals head coach jonathan gannon uh jonathan you said early in that press conference you mentioned the, the game adapts and that seems to be something that not everybody has necessarily caught on to entirely is that something that you learned along the way or how did you come about that realization Yeah, 100
6: percent. Because if you know how I came along, the realization of that is, is, you know, when you're sitting in a meeting as a position coach and you're like, well, the things that we're about to do, we're going to get exploited and we don't have any answers to. And we're going to lose because of these things. And then you go out there and lose because of those things. It's not a really good feeling um so (laughs) that's where I kind of had that in my mind where and then when I took over as a defensive coordinator um that's that's what we that's what we were so we were 4-3 we're 3-4 sometimes we pressure sometimes we don't sometimes we play zone sometimes we play man that's all predicated on who we have playing our matchups and who we're playing against so there's ways to set up a game plan it starts with People versus people, people versus scheme, scheme versus people. And you have to attack all those buckets the right way to give yourself a chance to win. Um, And and that's what I mean by adaptable. And that's what I mean by, you know, I don't have a scheme. You know, when I went to Philly and said that, I I, I thought I was going to get shot out of the city. But they don't understand. Like, no, I am not. I am not uh, tied to a scheme. It's not my way or the highway. It's not, well, we've always done it this way. You you will die if you have that mindset in the NFL today, and you have to be able to change and be adaptable to give yourself a chance to win.
1: Yeah, Jonathan, how how are you going to approach practices? How, how are you going to approach practice? What's your philosophy? Yeah, on that?
6: yeah, very very high pace. When we go, we're going to go. Now there'll be high and low models to how we do that, uh, but ultimately, what you're looking to get out of practice is. Improving the players, okay, evaluating the players, and then keeping them safe. So I'm actually a little more, you guys uh, will, will get to know this about me, I don't believe in being on the grass for, a, for an inordinate amount of time. I think what you get done in two hours, you can get done in an hour and a half mm. if you have the right tempo and the right structure, and it's better for the players when you do that. So I'll always have the players' health in mind first, and then accomplishing those things that I just talked about, but it's going to be high, high energy on the practice field and very, very competitive.
1: And is in regard to training camp as well, Jonathan. How are you going to conduct training camps? How physical will they be?
6: Yeah, that's it's going to it's going to depend on the, our team a little bit. You know, when we sit down here, I'm, I'm not quite sure yet. I, I do have a vision of how I want to do training camp, but that's going to depend on. You know, it's not a day-to-day thing. You don't set that up day-to-day. You set that up from, you know, the start of day one to when you have to play. So everything works back from week one. And hopefully we get to practice for some other teams. You know, I know Michael's on board with that, which I really like to do because those are high-intensity practices. Um, but when we need to pop pads, we're going to pop pads. And when we need to back off of that because of the health of our team or – Because it's a type of session that it's a mental session, we'll do that. So it'll look very, that's the other thing about adaptability. Practice, training camp each day will look very significantly different.
0: Talking to Cardinals head coach Jonathan Gannon. Jonathan, I know you just got here. I I know that a week ago you weren't uh, even sure you were going to be interviewing for this job. But now you are in a position where you guys have the number three overall pick. There's a lot of talk about being able to get a really good defensive player there. I know you got to talk to Monty about this stuff. But what is your philosophy towards the top of a draft?
6: Yeah, my philosophy to the top of the draft is 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 uh, don't keep it simple. And uh, if a player is an outstanding college player, and you have a vision for how he's going to come impact your team, you take him. You don't get cute about it. You take them. Um, there, we do know that there are premium positions that we have on both offense and defense, and we'll look to add a premium position player um, if 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 it's right.
1: Coach, are you going to use a fullback? That is, that is the burning question right now.
6: <laughs> That's probably a better uh, answer for the offensive coordinator, but my vision is no, we're probably not going to. Get
0: okay. That's the perfect answer.
6: Coach, we appreciate it. We're we're I'll just tell you this. We're going to live out of 11,
1: 12, and 13. When I say Mike Zimmer, what do you say, Coach?
6: Old ball coach. Old ball coach. Grinder. Tough as nails. Smart as all get out.
0: Coach, thank you for the time. Congratulations on the uh, new job and good luck this season, all right? Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Congratulations, coach. That is uh, Cardinals' new head coach, Jonathan Gannon, right there.
1: No fullback, but I think
0: everything else he has said today is is pretty much right from the book of Wolf.
1: Yes, um, interesting right there. Okay, so well, that's a strike. We'll we'll mark that as a strike, no fullback. (laughs) But the other stuff he said, I absolutely love. Uh, We got a lot,
0: obviously, that we're going to react to, not only from what we heard in the press conference, but from what he just told us right there. So we are going to do that next. It is a huge day for uh, the Valley with with this press conference, the Kevin Durant one coming up later. We're going to react more to Jonathan Gannon, though, next. It is Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.